Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Well, a very good evening from a very cold Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm going to be away for a few minutes, and these guys are going to run solo. So you audience, please keep them in line, because you never know what they're going to do. Take it away, Chris. <laughs> okay. Yes, we're, we're a bit of a wild card sometimes. Anyway, all right. Well, welcome to show number 119. Tonight it is November 24th of 2020, two days before Thanksgiving. hope everybody has a happy and safe Thanksgiving. And uh, I know it's going to be a little different Thanksgiving than most people have had. Some people get together in big groups and do all kinds of stuff. Uh, But the holidays are going to be kind of different this year. But that doesn't mean they can't be fun. And hopefully there'll be enough sports to keep everybody busy. We're going to have college basketball coming back. We'll be talking about that later. Uh, First, we're going to, uh, of course, uh, give you the uh, agenda. This is show number uh, 119, if I didn't say. We're going to give you the agenda. I did. Okay. Well, that doesn't make it 238, folks. It's still 119, just because I said it. (laughs) Okay. So um, we're going to start out with the NFL, as we usually do. Then we're going to go to college basketball, uh, well, college football and basketball. Then we're going to go into the NBA. There was a lot of news in the NBA. We'll plow through some of that and see if we can make some sense out of who did well and who didn't and so forth, bring up a little discussion on that. And uh, I don't know if there's really much NHL news. Just uh, Uh, Except for the Blue Jackets testing positive. Well, there was one one executive at named in the NHL, too. We can yeah. talk about that, too. Yeah, that, too. That's right. And then we'll have our sports question that Sean will give you in a minute. Uh, but before, and uh, then the deaths, and let me tell you what they are, just so you'll be able to decide if you want to stay tuned for the end of the show. Uh, we have, I think, six of them this week. Uh, Juan Roldan, 63 years old, middleweight contender uh, yes. in boxing. I'm Fred, familiar with him, Chris, so I can add a lot. Okay. You will be ringside, Robert, at, this, at that time. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Fred Marathon, 94, a running back and a front office guy uh, from, uh, of course, 94, so going uh, way back uh, into the into the day. And we've got his information. Walt Davis, 89, a backup center in the NBA for uh, the Philadelphia Warriors and St. Louis Hawks. Uh, Glenny Zell, 86 years old, a minor league catcher, never played the major league, but he was an MLB coach and then a minor league manager. Jake Scott, defensive back for Georgia and the Miami Dolphins, one of those champagne-drinking Miami Dolphins who won't be able to drink the champagne if the Steelers ever lose. He won't be there. I, I don't think anymore. there's too many of those people left. Oh, I don't know. The, the guy's only 75. There's a few. Yeah, yeah sure there are. Yeah. Sure there are. Yeah. Uh, Paul Schreiber, 54, was an umpire from in the MLB from 97 through the 2015. And Ken Schinkel, 87 years old, a right winger for the NHL and, and the minor leagues and also a coach uh, for the Penguins. So uh, that is uh, what we're going to be looking on in, on that. So, Sean, if you want to go and start uh, doing your thing. 
Well, and first of all, we want to say for our football, and he may chime in on whatever, we want to welcome you know, our friend, our caller, Rick, Chris's friend, Rick. Uh, he's going to be joining us, so if you hear that other voice talking. And we may be having another guest coming in for some football and definitely for some basketball, hopefully. Hopefully, have him. He said he was trying to come in. He was going to try. He said that, but I won't say who it is in case he doesn't. You know, is unable to make it, but I know he's the guy's got a busy schedule. But hopefully, we'll have that to straighten out some NBA on us. But anyway, poll question. All right, Thanksgiving weekend is usually a big day for football rivalries, college basketball tournaments, a lot of stuff. So, what are some of your biggest, most memorable uh, Thanksgiving holiday? We'll, we'll throw in the Friday, Saturday. You know, that weekend. Sports moments. What are some of your some of the most memorable moments yeah, from the Thanksgiving weekend in sports? And when we get to that, you can call in by downloading the Zoom app at, or dialing 646-876-9923. Then enter the code 287-723-4600. Hit the pound key twice. Uh, star 9, raise your hand on the phone. Alt-Y on the computer. I don't know what it is on the smartphone because it changed from the more key. And then we'll tell you to unmute yourself. We'll tell you how to do that. But that's also a number you can call in at any time for any contact information. If you would like to contact us, Sports Lounge at allthingsradio.net, or leave us a message, 773-572-7715. Hit the pound key when you hear the greeting, and, that, and don't mark it private. But that's also where you're hearing on my wrestling hotline, I'm looking back at the 30-year career of the wrestler, The Undertaker. So I do a tribute because his 30-year career is he's retiring. So if you want, if you're a wrestling fan, you want to hear that, hey, you can listen. Or the you Undertaker's not dead. No, message. that's good to know. I, you know, we don't want to. No, Undertaker's, Undertaker's not dead. No, he's right. he's retiring. He's his career. He's hanging it up. 30 years as the Undertaker character. So, but also seven one two four three two. 3642, go to board number 9, the Sports Lounge Board, and board 13 is the Schedules Board, especially, as we say, things change on a daily basis in sports, so you definitely want to check those out. All right, now, I guess, first of all, we want to say our thoughts and prayers, Robert, to you and your family with your loss. Uh, I mean, your family, you know. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Thank thank your you sister, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Half-sister. Yeah. Half sister. Well, yeah, half that's okay. Sister. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're, well, hey, half sister. You know, hey. That's, you know, you yeah, know what? You know what? Though, you know what? Though, Robert, she wasn't half a person. So I, I that, would just say, correct. I would just that's say, sister. Correct. She wasn't half a yeah. person. Yeah. Yes, she's that's your right. sister. Yes, she's your sister. But anyway, okay. on a happier note, we had some good NFL action. I think this week, and we we need we did we did. And, and Chris, not to throw you a curve, do you have the scores in front of you? I do. I do. It, indeed. It, it, would, it might be. It might be. Hold on, hold on, It might be better if we're going to go one game at the time, it might be better yep. if I stay in this window so that I can okay. take the we, care we, of things technically. As we say, we hate to get you, you know, from one window to the yes. other and it's yes. just a call the glass and everything. And, but we need first, before we do the scores, we always try to do their news and notes. So we had uh, the injuries, of course, always in the NFL. Drew Brees is out at least three weeks. Well, one of the weeks has gone by that he already played, you know, Taysom Hill played and we'll talk about that game. But he had 11 cracked ribs. Now, I wasn't really sure how many ribs we even have, but he had 11 cracked ribs. So that's Well, yeah, most amazing. people have 24. 
Yeah. They did. Yeah, he, okay. Yeah. So yeah. he cracked. Yeah, eight on one side and three on the other. Ninety-one point three percent of his ribs, I think he cracked. So that's you know something like that, or, or pretty well. No, almost half. Yeah, forty-five yeah. percent. Anyway, yeah. So I don't know. That would, that must have been some hit by whoever it was in that territory. And he also had a punctured lung. That's... Yes, he did. Yes. Yeah. You you can talk with experience about collapse lungs. Yes, I've had, you, I've you, had, you that, had yeah. that. Okay. My other issue that I may have to deal with this guy later on is because I have uh, this quarterback and he's out for the rest of the year. Joe Burrow of the, yeah. the Bengals was hurt on uh, Sunday with apparently was what a, a pretty gruesome injury. Uh, torn, I guess it was a torn ACL. Yeah. Torn ACL, ACL torn and MCL. Ace, yep, both. And and structural damage, which means basically it, every every three letter initial on yeah. his knee he messed up. So yeah, and what with, do they the, think he would with be the back? Structural right? damage. They're saying that it may be it may be more like twelve months. He may not be ready for the beginning of next year. That's what That's I was correct. thinking. Yeah. Because I was thinking of Brady's injury, and he was just about ready to start training camp. You know, about 10, 10 months or so after uh, he had it the first week. So no, okay. and I I watched the highlight of the hit, Chris, and it reminded me of the Joe Theismann Lawrence Taylor. Broken leg, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And apparently we've got uh, Robert. You had an update on Baltimore. We've got uh, more. Uh, COVID there with Baltimore. Yeah, the according, according to Adam Schefter, the Ravens have five players that have tested positive and four coaches. And uh, his report indicated that if the Ravens had any more positive tests, the game on Thanksgiving would be uh, not played on Thanksgiving. They'd have they'd find another another day to play that. So, and, sad, and sadly, that's supposed to be the only good game on Thanksgiving, too. Now, yeah. technically, yeah. they maybe could play it Sunday because if they can, say, you know, hey, on Tuesdays things have been looking pretty bleak for some of these teams. And by the like the Raiders last week, we didn't know if yeah. the Raiders were going to play last week. Yeah, so right. by Sunday, it may settle down. So they might actually play it. It wouldn't be a Sunday night game because they already have another Sunday night game scheduled. But um, they they might play it on Sunday and juggle things around. So I don't even yeah. know. And if they but, had to, they could maybe even play it Monday or Tuesday. They've done. That they could. They yeah. could. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is it's a Baltimore-Pittsburgh game, and we had trouble with Baltimore-Pittsburgh before, not themselves, but we had to move Baltimore-Pittsburgh around before for the Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, but actually, what I just thought of, they probably can't play that Monday or Tuesday because Baltimore's playing the Thursday next oh, week, too. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're playing right. Dallas. They, should, yeah. maybe do a sat- they could do a Saturday night game, maybe. Well, uh, what, what I think they should do is uh, move the current Sunday night game to, you know, to Sunday afternoon and put Baltimore and Pittsburgh on Sunday night. Well, they could do that. You know. It's a better game than Green Bay, Chicago. You, know? you better yeah, believe it is. It. Yeah, although, you know, and uh, what my I brought up, and it's just my idea, Nobody, we don't have any inside information, but uh, we were wondering what kind of Super Bowl NBC might have in their vast array of uh, sports library. Maybe they could, oh, they got the first, they got the Jets beating the uh, Colts. That's what they yeah. got. They want to yeah. show it. Because, uh, that, uh, 1969, they did that one. Right. And last last night we had a, our last note that I have. Uh, last night, oh, no, that's right, Robert, you got a schedule change. You can do those schedule changes. Uh, yeah, on uh, December 19th, and I, I looked into this because I wasn't sure where the game was located. On December 19th, the NFL Network is now going to have two games, and that is the same day that college football is going to have all their championship games. So I wonder what the NFL is doing here. But uh, Buffalo will be at Denver at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time, and uh, Carolina will be at Green Bay at 8.15 Eastern time, and both of those games will be on the NFL Network on Saturday, December 19th. Well, if I were the NFL, I'd be saying, 
what championship games? How's college football doing compared to us, I would yeah. say? Well, <laughs> I mean, college has really been struggling, and the NFL has done a lot better. So yeah. I think they may be just saying, hey, you know, they really do try to cooperate, and, you know, they, they do things like that. But yeah. Yeah, this year, everything's off. So I wouldn't, uh, you know, you could say you're going to have all these championship games and have a schedule right now of all the conferences, but about 4.30, there might not be a game because that conference maybe will have people postponed. So who the heck knows? Yeah. Okay, so I guess we can start going to the scoreboard. Okay, let me give you the one, the one other note before. Okay. Um, we I didn't realize this last week, but as we and this leads into the scores technically, we had history this last week. The first time this late in the season, we had the most matchups of teams with winning records. We had five. It was Arizona, Seattle, Tennessee, Baltimore, Green Bay, Indianapolis, Kansas City, Las Vegas, and uh, Rams, Tampa Bay. And they were all and good games. I was thinking one or two of these are going to be a dud, but they were all down to the wire, and yep. let's get right. We can start. Yeah, we, and we will tell you, and we will tell you as we get to the end, if you have Sirius XM and you want to read listen to any of those how you can do it yeah and also before you move on to that last night we had a historic thing in the nfl oh yeah where the entire referee uh officials crew uh first time ever was all african-american and that's the first time in nfl history that that happened okay so here we go with we'll start uh, on these games Seattle beat Arizona 28-21. Uh, um, Wilson uh, threw two touchdowns and no interceptions, so he's back off the turnover thing that he was getting into. And Kyler Murray, they kept talking. I was listening to the Arizona guys. They were talking about his uh, shoulder. You know, he got banged up a little bit in the second quarter. They never thought he was right, but that whole offense kind of looked a little bit off. So I'm, I'm Well, he wasn't right. He ended up spraining his AC joint in his throwing shoulder. That's so, so he's, uh, But he was throwing on the sideline today at practice, so he says he's going to play Sunday. But. Okay. So, uh, but that was a good a good game. You know, Arizona trailed most of the time, but it was a good game. Right. Uh, and a, kind of a strange game. But Cleveland, uh, you know, fans actually, there are some that are going to these games in Cleveland. But if there were fans, they'd be saying, you know, what do, what do we have to do to get any weather around here? Every time yeah. it's snowing, it's raining, whatever in Cleveland. Cleveland beat Philadelphia 22-17. Uh, uh, Simone Taki Taki ran in, in for 50 <laughs> yards. Taki Taki, Chris. <laughs> Talky talky. Okay. Oh, I thought uh, Jim Donovan said tacky tacky, but I no, don't know. Talky talky. Yeah. All right, then I'll say talky talky. <laughs> and uh, and Chubb ran in a touchdown. He, he boy, him, him coming back. He's really gotten the Browns uh, running game Wait, going. Chubb Chubb did not run one in. Oh, he did. Oh, he brought it. He no. fifty four yards. Yeah, set it up. For, for some reason, they were giving the goal line carries to Hunt, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But <laughs> no, <laughs> that's right. You know, and uh, another thing with the Eagles, though, I got to tell you, and, and having seen him a lot when he was in college. What in the world is wrong with Carson Wentz? I mean, this oh, guy he seems looks a, awful. This yeah. guy, I mean, he, yeah. what, obviously we see North Dakota State because they play Northern Iowa every year. Uh, this guy was a, a good college quarterback, but for some reason he is just yeah. off, and I don't know what the issue is. You know, you every, 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 go ahead, Rick. I'm yeah, sorry. He's leading the league in interceptions, yeah. quarterback fumbles, and sacks. Yeah. Uh, I was was going to say, ever since his possible MVP year where he got hurt against the Rams, he has never been the same since. No, but they lead the division. So, you know, we'll talk about that when we get to the standings. And the Browns have 7-3 and record. That's the best record they've had after 10 games since their championship, the Biner fumble game. They're the second championship game in Denver, 89-90 season. So that's the best record they've had since then. Okay, Uh, let's see. We go on to New Orleans and Atlanta, 24-9. And Taysom Hill really came in. And stepped yeah. up and got the job done, you know. Yeah. He, he did. I, I thought maybe he'd be, you know, do well running, but he was twenty-three for twenty-eight for two hundred and thirty-four yards. Yeah. That's- 
two yeah. two rushes, uh, no turnovers, and uh, you know really really did well. And uh, you know it's uh, yeah, New Orleans is kind of in the driver's seat now in that division a bit, and uh, for the NFC at the moment. Yeah, and yep. anyway. It's amazing what a difference it makes to the Falcons when Julio Jones, whether he's playing or not. Oh yeah, I mean, he played a little bit, but he was hurt. He, he, played, he missed most of the game. Mm-hmm. And Matt Ryan's stats just go down the toilet when Jones yeah. isn't in there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Washington beat Cincinnati twenty to nine, and we've mentioned already the big story, which was Joe Burrow getting hurt for the rest of the year, and maybe Ryan Finley will be your starting quarterback. Yeah, Ryan Finley. So and a lot of, and, and you know, I was listening to the Cowboys game on Sunday, and they were saying that they play uh, Cincinnati. I think I think they said in December. They said yeah. they were looking forward to seeing him. They said it's just bad for football, in all honesty, that you don't yeah. get to see the good players. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. You know, excited and, uh, about a Finley Dalton matchup. <laughs> yeah, that's, yep. that's right. That, that's yeah. that, that's what you got. And they were mm-hmm. a teammates last year, I guess. Yep. Um, and Burrow's, you know, his left knee, is, as we said, is out for the year. And Alex Smith got his first win, win since 2017. So, yeah. you know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Carolina beat Detroit 20 to nothing. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. That, I heard on the pregame stuff that Stafford had a bad thumb. I don't know if that was the case. With, you know, yeah, that was no. yeah, yeah, he went but, into the game with a bad thumb. And, of course, Galladay didn't play. Swift didn't play. Yeah. Amendola didn't play. Yeah. And yeah. Of course, Teddy, Bridge, Teddy Bridgewater didn't play either. Right. They, they, so. uh, was it P.J. Walker? P.J. Yeah. Walker. No turnover for him. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Pittsburgh beat Jacksonville 27-3, to and Roethlisberger two more touchdowns. And uh, yeah. Poor uh, Jacksonville. They keep chasing the Jets for that number one pick, and they just can't yeah. quite catch them. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> no. do. I know. Yeah, it looked like they might tie him uh, for a little while there early uh, in the yeah. uh, Jets. Right. <clears throat> All right. Good game uh, here. Twenty Tennessee over Baltimore, thirty to twenty-four. Henry ran uh, the ran the ball in. I think in overtime. Charge, overtime. That was in overtime. Yep, it was. That was, hell, that was hell of a game, and yeah. uh, they even they even started fighting before the game even started. So yeah, I wonder if there was something because it was um yeah, who was it? Uh, I think it went back to the playoff game last year, and yeah, yeah, yeah probably. That's what. Yeah, that's what they said on yeah. the Titans Network. Is it, is it went back to that play? Playoff game last year, mm-hmm. but the Ravens, you know, you, you know Lamar Jackson just uh, Lamar Jackson doesn't look good. I, you know, it's you know, a lot of people give a lot of times will give Belichick credit for coming up with a scheme, and then other teams copy it after that. And I think right. Variable might have done the same thing in that playoff game last year because yeah. Jackson just if you make him throw to the outside, he he has trouble. I heard a stat that Jackson has never led his if his team has been behind by ten or more points in a game, he's never led them from behind. Yeah, that is that's not correct because he's not a passing court. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, and you look, you know, you look at the some some of these other guys. They are, you know, and uh, you know, so twenty like Houston. When we get to the Patriots game, uh, Watson can throw the ball. So oh, yeah. you know, if he can't run, he can throw, and you know that's the difference. Watson's a better quarterback, Jack. And, and according to all the tiebreakers, and I don't understand how they do these at this point, but uh, if the playoffs were to start today, Baltimore would actually be out. Would be so, out. Yes. Yeah. Well, that, that's yeah, well, you know, and we of course we don't get too excited about that at this point, as you say. Right. The division where they played more division games, maybe. Maybe they've lost those, you know, they've lost games yeah. in the division, perhaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of things that go into it, but the tiebreakers aren't even the same at this time of year because you haven't played everything you would have to right. do. So, you know, uh, so yeah, but anyway, they came, Tennessee came back from a 21 10 deficit. And if um, they do play that game Thursday night, you know, Ingram and, and Dobbins are already out, and they yeah. won't play. Yes. Yeah. No. Okay. Houston uh, over the Patriots, 27 to 20. Uh, Watson had two uh, for passes and one uh, rushing touchdown. And, you know, it, Newton is just so inconsistent. Yeah. He'll have a good drive. He'll have a bad drive. He really can't get it together. And the Patriots, as far-fetched as it 
seems if they'd won, it'd be five and five and just a game out of these playoff spots. And, you, you know, once you're six to go, you never know. But, uh, you, you know, it's just he's too inconsistent. The, the young wide receivers seem to be emerging a little bit. They're starting to play. I think, though, Chris, uh, Newton, to a point, I think he annoys Scott Zolak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, he does. Oh, he does. Well, you know, he says, you got to set your feet. You know, he's a quarterback and he's looking at this guy out there and he's saying, and you know, when you had a guy that you were broadcasting for and watching for 20 years who didn't do that, you know, Brady may be having his troubles and we'll get to him in a little while, but it's not technical stuff. He knows what he's supposed to do. And you see a guy that does it sometimes and does it, uh, doesn't do it other times or whatever. And, you know, he threw the ball down. He didn't get it. uh, They were mad. He didn't get it the end zone. You know, if you also play, I don't understand what his, his throwing motion or something, because he's, it's not he's having passes batted down. He's throwing them into linemen's face masks and armpits and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But one of the things Scott Zulak said was that if whoever, and it's really by far the best job out there, assuming they don't keep Romeo Cornell, although he's coaching all right, but he's pretty old, and he may stay on as an assistant with whoever. Or they may I, like think I, I think I heard Chris, he's going to coach at least in through next season. Oh, okay. Because Zulak was saying if, if that's the job to get, because they've got, you know, a, they got a lot of, uh, you know, potential on the offense. They just need to shore up the defense so you know and they got a quarterback already yeah. okay the chargers uh, did beat the jets 34 28 it wasn't that close i think it was 21 24 6 at halftime or whatever and uh and let's see herbert you know it wasn't that cool, yeah. it wasn't that close but the chargers have a habit I, they, they just, yeah, I thought they were going to lose that game at the end to tell you the truth thing. Uh, they've lost their seven losses this year have been for with a total of 32 points. They've yeah. all been one-score games. And I, to me, I don't know that. I'm not crazy about Lynn as a coach. No, you I know, don't think he's going to be back. I, I, th- I think he's on the hot seat, but I do think <laughs> as someone that has to deal with the Chargers twice a year, uh, I do think the Chargers have found their quarterback. So Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, now that now that Burroughs is out, I think we're looking at probably the rookie of the year. Yep. yep. Denver beat Miami 20-13, to 13, and uh, Gordon uh, ran it in twice, uh, Melvin Gordon. And Tua was taken out, and Ryan Fitzpatrick came in. And I think that was just the idea of, you know, things, I guess, what I understand. He got sacked six times. You know, just the idea of, uh, and I didn't really hear much of the game, but the impression I got was, uh, you know, they just wanted to get him out there and, and just give him, let him watch for a while. You know, it was just. Yeah, I think the coach just said he felt like it was time. And, and it was crazy because Fitzpatrick came in and he led them right down the field. More <laughs> offense than they showed all game, but then he threw a pick in the end zone. Yep, yeah, he did. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was, that was it. So, you know, but I guess it's no uh, threat to the starting job. He'll be back. No, it doesn't sound like it. No. Yeah. Okay. Dallas beat Minnesota 31 28 in the game when they set the schedule up. It was supposed to be the big game. You know, you yeah. the Vikings and Cowboys to be yeah. a big game. And Dalton threw three touchdowns, so he came back. And yeah. not a good it, was a, it was a back and forth. It was a back and forth game the whole yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of great touchdown catches by oh, Ewan yeah. and by Lamb. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and they've got a, a touchdown with 37 seconds to go to win it. So just another NFC East team winning. Oh yeah, they're yeah. rolling. They're rolling right along. It was a you know pretty yeah. good day for the NFC East. Yeah, doing one. Well. Yeah, pretty amazing. Indianapolis beat Green Bay 34-31 in overtime, and the fumble by Marquez Valdez Scanling. Uh, or or they, the Packers guys just call him MVS. Yes, they do. I'm trying to remember when we've had. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go, oh, wait, wait, go, ahead. go ahead, Bill. It was a timely fumble. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? Yeah. Well, the Colts had had one more offensive holding call. I was going to make it to God. TV. <laughs> I'm telling you, how many? Yeah. What were your thoughts on the game, Bill? My thoughts were the comeback was great. The protection of the lead in the last series, 
terrible, pitiful, terrible. Yeah. They're yeah. lucky they lived to see another day. There's no way Green Bay should have lost that game. Um, but you're going to take a win anytime you can get a win. Oh, sure. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, yep. you know, because okay. uh, next week the same thing could happen. Yeah. Okay, them. Kansas City beat Oakland. Uh, I wrote down Oakland. I should have written Las Vegas, 35-31. <laughs> and Mahomes had uh, two touchdown passes, and uh, including, I think, I think, one to Travis Kelsey with about 35 seconds to go. Yeah. Back and forth game. Robert, what did you think about that? Um, well, um, I knew when the Raiders went ahead 31-28 with a minute and 43 seconds left, <laughs> I said to myself, they left too much time on the clock for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Well, yeah. We have a good offense, but you can do practically anything you want on our defense and that scares me going into the playoffs i i think our defense is going to let it down okay well let me give you a a quick uh, a quick gambling story again um there was somebody that bet what they call a nine-leg in-game parlay on that game which means you bet uh nine different prop bets in the same game you know it's stuff like um he bet like jacobs would score that hill and kelsey would have more than 80 yards receiving a bunch of different bets yeah it's it's almost impossible to hit which is why he bet 25 dollars and if he wins he wins seventy two thousand. wow um comes to the end of the game the chiefs take the lead the raiders get the ball and the raiders turn it over and he's got all nine bets he's he's ahead right now problem is one of them was he bet mahomes to have more than 16 and a half rushing yards at the time he had 18 he took two oh. knees and each one is considered oh. a run with a loss of a yard yeah. so he lost it by a half a yard oh, man. wow oh. where did you hear that story uh the um uh the boomer and and geo oh, show this oh, morning okay. yeah, yeah. i'm a fan on the fan. Yeah, okay yeah. And the last last night last night's game, uh, uh, the Rams beat Tampa Bay twenty seven twenty four. Goff threw three touchdowns. Brady threw two touchdowns, but two interceptions. Yeah, and, two uh, interceptions. The first time a rookie has ever picked him off twice in a game. Yep. And that rookie, uh, Jordan Fuller, does this sound familiar? He was drafted in the sixth round with the hundred and ninety ninth pick overall. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady. Yeah. Okay. And you, and you just you, with the Rams, you just never felt they were totally in control of that game with. Brady. Brady no. back there, but that's that's one of those. As a Rams fan, I mean, when when you, if you're going to get a win, like Bill said, you take every win you can get, and they'll take that. And one. I, I give McVay credit because that uh, Tampa Bay is very tough to run against, and he just they didn't are. even try. He had golf was throwing all night. Yep, yep. So, do you guys want to talk now about how to get these uh, archive games? Then we'll do the standings and scores. Yep. There's uh, two then, ways uh, you can do. There's two ways you can do it. Um, I was the one I was told about, um, and I tried it, and it worked. Um, so, uh, Chris from Indiana, he told me that you say, for example, at this time, it was play the Seahawks podcast on Sirius XM and it worked. So I think that is one way you can do it. Robert, what was your way? Um, well, I found another way to do it because I tried it your way and it didn't work. Um, what I have discovered, you don't say the city, you say the name of the team, you say, you say the name of your device and you say play the Patriots game replay from Sirius XM. And if, or, you don't, and if you don't have Sirius XM, you can also do it on your device. You just go into the search, you type in the team, and you just, you know, as you go through your results, it'll type, give you their channel first, and then the, it'll come up with the prior week's game. Oh, yeah, if you have uh, your app on yes. uh, in your phone, yeah. So, okay. 
So the standings going into the Thanksgiving week uh, in the American uh, AFC East, Buffalo at seven and three, Miami at six and four. They lost an opportunity there to tie the division. Patriots four and six, and the Jets zero and ten. Of course, winless, and they're the only winless team. AFC North, Pittsburgh ten and zero, the only undefeated team. Cleveland seven and three. We talked about the, how well they're doing this year. Baltimore six and four, Cincinnati two seven and one, and now we don't know if they'll you know they've dropped off on the quarterback position. So we'll see if they win any more. Pittsburgh wins. Thursday and Miami and Las Vegas lose. Pittsburgh's the first team to clinch a playoff spot. There you go. Before December first, pretty good. I don't expect Las Vegas and Miami to lose. But. No, I don't. Even. <laughs> AFC South. We have Indianapolis at seven and three. Tennessee at seven and three. Uh, Houston three and seven. Jacksonville one and nine. AFC West. Kansas City nine and one. Las Vegas six and four. Denver four and six. The Chargers are three and seven. NFC East. The mighty NFC East, we have to say that. <laughs> Philadelphia three six and one. Uh, Dallas three and seven. The Giants three and seven. Washington three and seven. So a key NFC East matchup on Thursday. On Thursday, yes, yeah. that game wasn't important. The winners in first place temporarily, anyway. That's right. That's right. So uh, and hey, if you know if these teams were seven and three and six and four, and you had the two of the second place teams half a game behind somebody else playing, you'd call it a key matchup. So that's what it is. Yeah. NFC North: Green Bay seven and three, Chicago five and five, Minnesota four and six, and Detroit four and six. Again, they kind of lost a, a chance to get in the playoff discussion by losing their games this week. Um, NFC South, New Orleans, eight and two. Tampa Bay, seven and four. Uh, Carolina, four and seven. Atlanta, three and seven. And NFC West, we have the Rams at seven and three. Seattle, seven and three. Arizona, six and four. San Francisco, four and six. So for the wild card, the way it looks right now in the AFC. Cleveland is at seven and three, and Tennessee's at seven and three. Indianapolis is in first right now in their division. So they'd be the top two wild card. Miami is six and four. Baltimore six and four, and the Raiders are six and four. And apparently, what they're saying is right now Baltimore would be out, and I guess Miami or the Raiders, Vegas. whoever. Miami, it, Miami would be the would go in under tiebreaker. Right Miami now. Yeah. would go in. Okay, right now, but that doesn't matter a whole lot. NFC, we have the Rams or Seattle at seven and three. Whoever isn't leading the division, I don't really know. Rams are leading because they beat Seattle. Okay, yeah, then. Yeah. so Seattle yeah. has. The top one wild card: Tampa Bay seven and four, Arizona six and four, and the Bears. We mentioned them at five and five because they're only a game out. So there you go for that. And let me grab my schedule, and we can do that. And then maybe we'll. And if you want to call in while you get that, if we do the schedule, we'll take a timeout and then we'll come back. So go ahead, Chris. Okay. Three and then two eight seven seven two three. 4,600, it's pound key twice. Okay, week 12. We start Thursday, November 26th, Thanksgiving Day, with Houston at Detroit, 12.30 p.m. on CBS. <clears throat> Washington at Dallas, 4.30 p.m. on Fox. Now, that's where you're supposed to have your turkey. They give you four hours, you know, you sneak it right in there, especially if the first yeah. game's a blowout. Baltimore at Pittsburgh, 8.20 p.m. on NBC, maybe. Uh, we'll see what they end up doing. Sunday the 29th, we have Las Vegas at Atlanta, 1 p.m. on CBS. Well, the Raiders have to get up early again, Robert, every uh, week. Yep. <laughs> well, we're, on, we're on the road for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Chargers are at Buffalo. They have to do it too, 1 p.m. in uh, on CBS. We have the Giants at Cincinnati, a winnable game for the Giants, 1 p.m. on Fox. Next Tennessee. step to the road of the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, the road of the Super Bowl. Uh, let's see here. We have Indi- uh, Tennessee and Indianapolis, a big game there, the early big game, 1 p.m. on CBS. They're tied for first. Carolina at Minnesota, 1 p.m. on Fox. Arizona at New England, 1 p.m. on Fox. Miami at the Jets, 1 p.m. on CBS. Cleveland at Jacksonville, 1 p.m. on CBS. Uh, New Orleans at Denver, 4 or 5 p.m. on Fox, which means CBS has a doubleheader. San Francisco at the Rams, 4.25 p.m. on Fox. 
uh, 4.05 p.m. on Fox, I'm sorry. And then we have Kansas City at Tampa Bay, 4.25 p.m. on CBS. That should be a good game. Uh, Chicago at Green Bay, 8.20 p.m. on NBC. And again, that this is pending any schedule changes. They could flip-flop things, but we'll see what they do. And Monday night, Seattle at Philadelphia. Uh, eight, eight, and again, another key <laughs> NFC uh, matchup there. <laughs> yeah. Seattle at Philadelphia, 8.15 p.m. on ESPN. So there you go. There you go. And Natalie so, Ewan is also on the COVID list. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We have any callers or any? Well, let's go, ahead and, let's go ahead and get our break in, and then we'll come back. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets, and they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2 men 2 xorg to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ed Council. The storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. And we're back. So right. now we're now I guess we have college football. Uh, do we have any callers or not? We do not yet. So okay. I certainly right. think the biggest, one of the bigger stories in college football last weekend would certainly be that uh, Indiana certainly played with Ohio State. They did not oh, beat them. Yeah, but I'm thinking, Bill, Indiana fans are going to think back and say, boy, if we didn't get them such a, such a lead, we might have got them. That's exactly true. But you got to remember, Ohio State is a very elite program. They They're are. here. Indiana is working their way up. They are not yep. there yet. And... They're, they have nothing to be ashamed of. Um, oh no, no, and nope. they'll be back, and they'll be they'll be fine this year. Maybe a year or two, they're going to beat Ohio State. But yeah. this, I mean, Ohio State is clearly a better team. But I heard a weird stat. They were just talking about during the Cowboys game on, on the radio, and they said that Indiana, you know, did all that, but they were minus in, in rushing yards. Yeah, their rushing game I, was terrible that day. I mean, they were minus <laughs> I mean, in rushing yards, and they scored thirty-five points. Right, because and they. 
amazing. Well, also in the, the Big quarter. Ten, I think I think you would agree, Bill, a little bit of a surprise. Northwestern beat Wisconsin by 10 yeah. points. Ooh. And they're in first place in the West. They are. Yeah, and that reminds me, there was a game on Friday night that I keep hearing about, Minnesota and Purdue. Yep. Is that the game I keep hearing about in Purdue? Yes, was, they played Friday night. I think Minnesota was, beat them in overtime, if I right, recall. but yeah, it was hosed at the yeah. end on a terrible call. They said that's one of the worst calls. I'm hearing that from all over the country, that huh. the call was so bad that the Big Ten is going to have to extend an apology. Or, but I, Yeah, I've, I've, heard, I've heard the same thing. I say, mm. yeah, right. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, well, the, uh, yes. Now, that just brings me into, and it doesn't really much matter because now they have the playoffs. But here you go. You had a team who had hardly played, Wisconsin, who were thought of highly, and they were still number 10 because they're not giving penalizing anybody for not playing, I guess, as little as they can. And we had Northwestern who would played a bunch of games. They hadn't missed any, and they were 19. Well, I don't know what they, they're going to do well, to the and, uh, top 10 this week. But it well, would be all and different. remember, here's the thing, Chris, to remember. Wisconsin cannot lose any more games due to COVID restrictions if they do. Do, they are ineligible for the championship, right? Yeah, well, and they're probably out. They're out of the championship probably anyway now because Northwestern, unless yeah, Northwestern yeah. loses two games, right? So, but I just thought you know it's this coming in with with ranking. It's like starting the game and you're I'm ahead four to two, uh, you know, and now we'll start the game. You know, it's just and this ranking. That, the preseason rankings maybe shouldn't even be, you know. And you know, it goes back to what I've been saying all, since all this started. All right, college has had a lot of postponements and. But the ACC, the SEC, the Big 12, they got out ahead of it. The yep. Big 10, Pac-12, they, they were like, oh, we're not going to play. But then all of a sudden when they saw these others, well, oh, we're going to come back. And now they have no room for leeway. They're all right. well, better. And I mean, let's be, let's be honest. What, ca- what caused them to come back is when the playoff people said, no, we're not waiting on you. We're going to go ahead and do our playoff in the normal time. Uh, a little money so, there, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. didn't want to lose out in that. That's right. No, they wanted, They knew Ohio State was going to be there, and they didn't want to lose Ohio State as an you know marquee, and that's exactly. But they, but the other three, they handled it. They put in things. They even worked out the deals where on the 19th, if you're not in the championship game, you'll play. If it's going to be relevant to you getting a pretty significant bowl or one of the, you yep. know, like Texas A&M is going to have to play one of their games on the 19th. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be get, that'll well. be the old that'll be the old Miss game. Yeah, the Ole Miss game is the 19th, and Tennessee is the 12th. And then you have others now. The the interesting cancellation was the Clemson-Florida State game, and it happened two hours before because the guy from Clemson, he – Te- you know, he his test came back after he flew. After they after they landed, they traveled, and Florida State was uncomfortable. But Clemson is saying, "Wait a minute, he's the only one that tested positive. What's up with everybody else was negative. We're, there's been no sign of it, of it being transferred on the field. People at Clemson are actually calling that Florida State should have to forfeit." But I don't necessarily. I don't think you're gonna. That, I don't but... think you're gonna see that happen, especially at this point. No, in time. you're not I don't gonna see. You're it. not gonna see that happen. What did? What did? Uh, okay, because we had uh, our friend Lynn mentioned this, and and she didn't say uh, what he said. What did Davo Sweeney say about all this? That it was so terrible. Well, he ba- I mean, basically he basically said, but just what. Sean said they, they should they have to perform. Yeah. yeah. Well, Basically, that's a reasonable thing. I mean, I, I, I get, I think Lynn is just looking at it from the point of view of the virus, and I, I get that and being extra safe. But no, this, this is ridiculous. In the NFL, I think they would have just played. They would have just said, Put, that guy can't play, but we will. Because the problem is the same thing that happened with the guy with the Dodgers, Turner, in the playoffs. He, he, the test comes back in the eighth inning. Well, geez, that's great. You know, and, and, I mean, these guys the already ACC started to fly. Le- the, 
what happened what happened with it was they could not come to an agreement. The ACC was trying to get Florida State to convince They said, look, they, they flew here. This is two hours before game time. Yeah. And Florida State's like, we're not playing. So Florida State kind of I think part of me wonders because we all know what was going to happen in that game. Yeah, yeah. We all know. Part By the of way, was Lawrence coming was back? Told- was Lawrence coming back uh, yes. on Saturday or not? Yes, was he? He okay. was. Yeah. How 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 much of that was COVID and how much was? Yeah. Do we really want to get? Yeah. You know, I and so. I hate to say that, but. But, but if you give Clemson a forfeit, is that really fair to Notre Dame? You know, I don't know. It's, it's, a, no, it's a tough no, situation. No, it's not you really know. fair to Notre Dame. It's not fair to other teams because, you know. Yeah. So anyway, so what do we got coming up? We've got Thanksgiving weekend. I know we have uh, games. I know well, BC's playing got, Friday. I know we got some games throughout the weekend. Michigan, you have, Michigan, Ohio, you have Michigan, Ohio State. That's always big no matter what. Oh, yeah. Texas, oh, yep. Texas and Iowa State, that's huge. That's Iowa State is playing for first place. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I, Iowa, Nebraska is playing. I mean, that's it's not a huge game, the, the, but it's what, a, it's a rivalry. The battle of the cornfield. What is that? The battle of the cornfield, or what yes, is it, what, it, it is. is a name? Uh, there is a name for it, but it's you know something like <laughs> that. LSU, Texas A and M. Texas A and M should run away with that one. The Apple Cup. The Apple Cup oh, yeah. is the one so far that we know that's been canceled. Washington, Washington State. Right. That is the one, and that's not going to be made up because it's in the Pac-12. Uh, so that we one the is egg, out, we have the uh, egg bowl. So, we have the egg bowl. Mississippi, the battle yeah, we of Mississippi. The egg bowl. So, see, we're, yep. we're getting you know, we're getting some of the rivalries, but some of the others like Alabama Auburn is pushed back a week. Uh, no, no, that's that is that's, this weekend too. Oh, I thought I got pushed back to this. Nope, yeah. nope, it's this weekend. Okay. Okay, it is this weekend. Okay, I'm so, sorry because they were there was originally they were talking about having the Alabama having to come back and play another game possibly or Auburn. No, Auburn having to play a game after. And I thought, it, yeah, that is this weekend, Georgia, and well, I don't, I don't know. We either. never did get those interconference like the Georgia Georgia Tech thing. We no, we're get not that. getting no, those. Right. We're not gonna, we're not gonna get those. Uh, yeah. Of course, you know, I mean, you you have some pretty decent. You have some of your rivalries. Some are not. It's, some are going to be played a little bit later. Like, all right, Bedlam, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Normally would have been played. this week, but it was last week, and of course, yeah. Oklahoma just ran okay. away with that one. But yep. you know that you have that. But and I forgot to mention this last week. The Heisman Trophy will be handed out on January fifth virtually. Will be okay. done virtually. All right. And, and got so college tell, basketball. Yes, it is college. Uh, I hope everybody's hung their stockings. It's college basketball eve. Yes. And so, to uh, remind you, your top five are Gonzaga one, Baylor two, Virginia three. I know Villanova three, Virginia four, I, Iowa five. Yes, okay. but a lot of a lot of college basketball games guys have already been. You're going to have a lot of these throwaway games tomorrow. Not a lot of them. You, there's been a few that have been canceled, but not a lot of them. Okay. No, I mean, but you have a lot of the throwaway games like Texas playing UT Rio Grande Valley. You know, you're you're playing your directional schools to kind of get a game in, and all the tournaments, the tournaments start up like the Maui Invitational on that on that very. Eastern part of Maui over in Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, that one, yeah. Yeah. That's right. yeah. Now, eight of the tournaments, eight of the other nine tournaments are going to be in Orlando, remember, this year at either the IMG Academy or the World of Sports, like your 2K, Coaches versus Cancer. All those tournaments are all going to be in Orlando, and you're going to see some other bubbles like that come up because in most schools, kids are not coming up. So you're seeing positive tests around some of the game around some of the campuses, but you may not see as many because they're going to be the only ones around, so they can keep them. Yeah, yeah a lot of schools. Yeah, Rick Barnes, from ten- head coach of Tennessee, Rick Barnes tested positive, so Tennessee's yep. already canceled a couple games. Baylor has a game canceled. Virginia has the a UConn, game canceled. The UConn uh, women have canceled four games oh, wow. because they had a positive. Um, another place where there's going to be tournaments is the uh, – 
Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, they're going to play battle, some tournaments yeah, up That island in the Bahamas known as Sioux Falls, South Dakota. There yes. you go. So now uh, it's strange then. You say you guys, uh, Texas has some directional games. David USF, our friend, just because I couldn't get it from Miss A, and I haven't asked in the last two or three days, so I don't know if it's come up for the college basketball. It, it is not, Chris. <laughs> but he ran down, and they're playing Villanova, St. John's, Missouri, and uh, somebody else well, was pretty good You know, in their first five games, the one game that was to be determined well, like, in the tournament. Yeah, so well, they, like, it Texas sounds like they're not getting they're, any they're of those. Yeah, Texas is playing UT Rio Grande Valley tomorrow, but then they go, then they go to Asheville, they go to Asheville, Maui, North Carolina on Monday. So right. <laughs> playing that tournament, so okay. they're doing a directional, and then kind of get things going tomorrow. Then they and, go to, then they go to the Maui tournament in Asheville. And so I guess the games start at noon Eastern tomorrow. They do. They start at noon Eastern, and they go clear till probably. Probably ten thirty at yeah. night. I know Northern yeah. Iowa gets Western Kentucky. If they win that game, they might play Memphis. So that would be a nice game for them. Yeah. Now that, it was just just the irony of it, and we come back uh, X number of weeks later. But I remember on that uh, March twelfth, uh, uh, it was a Thursday. But the last college basketball thing that I heard, or any kind of sports thing for a long time, because I didn't hear the end of the baseball game where they had to all leave the field, the Tigers and Twins, was uh, uh, John Menko and his broadcast partner. The ha- they played the first half of the St. John's game at the yes. East tournament, and it was against, they were just and it was talking. against Creighton. Against Creighton, and they were just talking, and uh, they didn't even give the score. I'm like, they're not playing this game. I can tell the way they're talking, and that was it. Yep. That was the last college bra- basketball broadcast I heard. So here we well, are. The, the, Creighton, the Creighton announcers. I was listening to them, Chris, and they were saying that I believe it was the Villanova coaches were sitting behind them, and he said they just they just got up and left and waved to us. He said that's a pretty good signal. We're not playing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was socially distant before socially distant was a thing. You know, they waved yeah. them. They didn't come and shake their hands. That was yes. Good. But we do have so, a caller. Let's go. Let's okay. uh, let's uh, bring him in. Jamal, go ahead and unmute if you would, and we can hear you. Hello. How are y'all doing? Happy sure, Thanksgiving upcoming. Yep. Thank you. Good. But uh, talking about college basketball, why would anybody play a tournament in South Dakota, the COVID capital of the U.S. right now. Well, you're, you're, you're not, you're are. not, you're not, Jamal. You're not out in the population because these kids, they're, no. you know, they're they're playing in, you know, we're in structured areas. Yeah. Right, but okay, well, that's good for them because has anyone seen South Dakota's numbers lately? Oh, yeah. they're the COVID capital of the country. Well, I what they're not in, like we said, they're not out in the population. Right. They, when they get there, you know, however long they're going to be there, depending on how big the tournament is, a week or four days, or it's, an, it's, an, eight team, it's an eight-team I, tournament, three days. And I bet you right. that what they'll do before they get that they have to get there two or three days early so they can run tests so that they don't have that a is problem. Cor- that, is the correct. that is correct. That is correct. In fact, Chris, uh, Northern Iowa is already there, and the tournament starts tomorrow i think they went either yesterday or early today right. everybody's right. already been tested and everything yeah no i mean hey look jamal florida wasn't yeah. so hot uh during you know the summer when they had the nba there once you get into yeah. your bubble you're in your bubble it's like saying if you have a house that's not going to leak you're like saying how could you be in this house in this hurricane uh well your house doesn't leak so you can be in this house in this hurricane it's okay if you look at it if, 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 at this way too jamal the north the numbers for north carolina are pretty high too so the, the, right. the, the maui i mean maui is in north carolina that you know yeah. Well, the the funny thing is, one of the the only states that you don't have to quarantine when you come back from from Massachusetts right now are Vermont and Hawaii. So Hawaii is actually a good place to go. 
but they're they're not yeah. going. You know. But they had to make these decisions. About oh yeah. Two months it changes ago. all the time. It changes it all the time. Yeah. They had to make these, and they're you know they're definitely like I said they're in their bubbles. So they are. In your defense, though, Jamal, that decision was probably made in September or October when South it Dakota was early wasn't bad. October. Early yeah. October is when, when South made. Dakota wasn't bad, and other places were. So you're right. Any, well, anything else? Was, anything else, Jamal? Yes, I want to talk okay. about uh, Illinois. Illinois is ranked eighth in the country in college basketball. Yep. And I heard the coach Brad Underwood say that the team who handles the COVID the best will probably win the Big Ten. And I think he's right. Now, in the football, knock on wood, Northwestern has not had a COVID outbreak. Yep. And in college basketball, hopefully Illinois doesn't have a college a uh, COVID outbreak. I think now, I think, think you may to... see Jamal the, the the you may see with the college kids now now that everybody else has gone home, there's not that many kids to party with, so you may you may see that go away. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. hope so. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so uh, Jamal, before you go, what is the story on Foles and his injury? Is he going to play next week, or do they know yet? I don't know. I haven't heard, but you know what? At this point. And this would be heresy to some Bears fans. I say the best thing Matt Nagy do, if Trubisky is healthy, play Mitch Trubisky, bitch Nick Foles. Nick Foles is turning into Nick Foles of old after he won the Super Bowl. He did a crash in Burnack. He did that when he was a field over the first time and left. And he's doing that. He's going to do that again now. So I say if Trubisky is healthy, just play Mitch Trubisky for better I haven't been worse. listening to Philadelphia talk shows, but I wonder if you sat there. I, what they ought to do is one of those simulcasts, and they could do it with WIP and the score, and put people on and have a half-hour bashing match between <laughs> Nick Foles and, and uh, Carson Wentz and see how it goes, you know, with the Phillies, the Philly fans and the Bear fans, and let them at them, you know, because they're not happy. They're not happy with they're either of them. certainly not happy. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, so I think we're ready for the NBA, and we've got a lot of transactions to go through, and I hope I got them all straight. I wrote down everything. Not a lot said. of major, but, I mean, some big names, but well, not, got... not the key superstar, but a lot of key nope. players. Yeah, there are. Okay, we're going to run through the top five of the draft. That's the way the AP finally, uh, you know, they would mention highlights, but they only gave the top five. So I'm just going to run them down just so we say we did it. Anthony Edwards, number one from Georgia to Minnesota. The number two pick was James Wiseman to Golden State at center from Memphis. And he's seven foot one. Robert, have you heard anything about him? Um, uh, yeah, he, uh, uh, he he was the player I wanted the Warriors to take because Golden State does not have any size, and uh, I don't know what kind of player he's going to be in the pros because he only played three college games. Okay. He is that old school type center. He's yeah. that eighties. What you had from the eight, like a, you know, in the he would have fit in really well in the eighties and nineties in the era of the center. And, okay. Uh, that's that's yeah. All right. So, so, but he could be the next Joe Barry Carroll, uh, Robert. You never know. Well, God, and, and I, uh, don't remind me how that turned out. Thank you, Robert. <laughs> I think with Golden you. State, I think because with that team, he doesn't have to be the superstar. So I think they can kind of go along, especially with what they've done here, as we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, yeah. we get more Golden State stuff. I'm, I did it sort of chronologically, so as we get to things, we'll bring up uh, how oh. it affects the team. Number three, Charlotte, uh, Lamelo Ball, the point guard. So yep. uh, how how good is he supposed to be? Is this a good pick for uh, Michael Jordan or not? No, no defense. No defense. Yeah, he, he's a good he's a good offensive player, but absolutely no defense. He's so. the one in high school when he was fifteen. He scored ninety two points in one game, and he just sat there at the one end and made everybody oh. pass the ball to him. And okay. he's yeah. not the one that got in trouble in China with UCLA. He's the other brother that played over for a year over in Australia. Yeah. Oh yeah. Third okay. Year. For the Bulls, number four pick was Patrick Williams, a Florida State forward. What do you hear about him, uh, Perry? 
Uh, frankly, I don't know that much about him. But he they, never they, started a game for Florida State. No, he didn't. And the, he was they, he never I guess uh, his college coach said, though, that he likes the pick because Billy Donovan will be able to continue to develop him. Yeah, because yeah. he's the one and done. So, you know, right. for Chicago, they're rebuilding, so that's not the worst thing in the world. Right. <laughs> in Cleveland, for the fifth pick, was Isaac Okoro, a small forward from Auburn. So then we get into the uh, transactions and things. Some of these got a little confusing, but I sort straightened them all out as best I could. <clears throat> Some of the things were rumors, and then they did happen or they didn't, and it's a little confusing. And Al Horford, players were passed around two or three times. They were. Yeah. So Al Horford uh, got traded to Oklahoma City, and I guess that's kind of, I guess, a tough spot for him because they're doing a rebuild, but he's old, so he's, you know, relatively, so he's going to be there Phil- for that. And Philadelphia was able to unload $80 million because that's how much he was owed, so yep. good luck, Thunder. Yeah. And, of course, Philadelphia got Danny Green in return. So Yes, that's right. So Josh Richardson went from uh, Philadelphia to Dallas. Um, yeah, and Seth Curry, and, um, Seth Curry. Uh, Seth Curry uh, yep. is, 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 from uh, Dallas to Philadelphia. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So Clay Thompson uh, out until 2020 uh, through the 2021 season because of his he uh, what was it Wednesday uh, last Wednesday that's uh, 11 12th whatever day that was. Yeah, the same uh, day he, as the draft. The same day as the draft, he uh, blew out his uh, ACL. So uh, no, uh, Achilles, Achilles. He blew out his Achilles on the other leg. It wasn't on the, yeah, on the other leg. Yeah. This is not the one right. that was already injured. It's the other one. Yeah. Right. He's got two bad ones. And he right. and he he already fully recovered from his ACL tear mm-hmm. and was working his way back into shape and getting ready for training camp, which starts on December first. Uh, but this time he blew out his Achilles and he's gone for the year. Okay, Kelly Oubre from Oklahoma City to Golden State. Uh, yeah, and tra- we mentioned last week he was traded Oklahoma City, and he's one yeah. that bounced around. Yeah, yeah. he he, tra- he was traded from Phoenix to Oklahoma City to Golden State. So Okay, Stephen Adams, a center, went to New Orleans from Oklahoma City. Yep. And uh, Chris Dunn a, a signed with uh, Atlanta. He's a guard. Uh, he had been with Chicago. Right. Uh, uh, Fred Van Vliet stayed in Toronto. Uh, four years for $85 million. That's correct. Uh, Joe Harris stayed in Brooklyn for four years for $75 million. By the way, they, um, that reminds me, Chris, they changed his contract. They, they cut it from 75 to $72 million, so that's not your Okay. Fault. Well, there you go. Oh, thank you. I'm glad. You know, because I, I, I would hate some guy yeah. running around saying, why don't you cost me $3 million? I'm glad yeah. it wasn't me. Gordon yeah. Haywood uh, to Charlotte, four years for $120 million. I don't get this at all, because Gordon Haywood's a good, a good guy, but at least since his injury, and I'm not sure if it's because of the injury or what. He's been a soft player. He's not a rebounder. He's a he's a big guy, but he just sort of doesn't really get in the mix, and I just don't know. But again, Michael Jordan, I talked about this on, on our, our phone system. Michael Jordan is not, you know, there's Jerry West, there's, you know, um, Larry, Larry Bird, Bird, there's Danny Ainge, who's a lesser player, but still a good GM. Plenty of former players uh, did well. Michael Jordan is not one of them. He just doesn't no, know. No. I don't think he knows what he's doing. And, and, and Chris, you know, some people, of course, call him Gordon Hayward. So if you take that pronunciation, they now say that the Jason Hayward contract with the Cubs is now not the worst Hayward contract. <laughs> there you go. All right. Speaking of uh, other contracts, former Celtic, Rajon Rondo to Atlanta. Now, Atlanta is doing what the Knicks wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know the Knicks wanted to get uh, people. They, they wanted bodies. They wanted to see if they could get themselves improved. Now, a lot of these people that Atlanta is getting aren't the best people, but at least they should have a more interesting team and a better team. Well, well the one, I think, is going to help them pretty good, the one you'll get into in a minute. Yeah, yeah but Rajon Rondo to Atlanta, uh, two years for $15 million. Uh, Paul Millsap stayed in Denver, 
one year for $10 million, so he'll be up again next year. Uh, let's see. We need to switch pages Actually, here. Rondo went from the Lakers. Went from the Lakers. Yeah, Lakers. he went from the yeah. Lakers. To the but that also means what, what bad for him is, that, remember, how, what his uh, averages are on national television. He won't be on much national television anymore, so no, he's he not going to do as well because that's where, you just where he wonder, made You just wonder with Rondo, though, if he's not on a winning team, he's going to oh, be a man. problem. He will. Bogdan Bogdanovich signed an offer sheet with uh, Atlanta, four years for $72 million, and Denver had 48 hours no, to no, match. No, 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 Sacramento. Sacramento. Sacramento, I'm sorry. I, I did put Denver here. They did not match the it, so now he's in Atlanta, yes. Okay. Uh, Danilo Gallinari also to Atlanta. So they got everybody. Yeah. Uh, Tristan Thompson to the Celtics, and that replaces uh, Gordon Haywood. And, of course, I guess he's more of a re- – where was he? Uh, he was he in was Cleveland, with, uh, and I remember the Celtics also traded um, um, the the other center. Uh, uh, oh God, what's his name? Oh, um, they sent him back to Portland. Uh, yeah, okay, uh, but but Thompson Thompson's not the player that Haywood was, but as far as for that system, yeah, for rebounding, he's yeah. a better he's a better forward. He's I mean for that he works. He's a good fit, I think, for that Celtics. Ennis Cantor, that's who you're thinking of, that, right? That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Ennis Cantor, right. Yeah. Okay. He'd been with Toronto just before that, but I guess he'd been with Portland before. Yes. Okay. Uh, for uh, two years for Tristan Thompson with the Celtics. Uh, Brad Wanamaker, former Celtics uh, guard to Golden State for one year. Yeah. Uh, he's pretty good. He's all right. You know, he, he, he can hit free throws. I remember that. Uh, he, he'll be the backup point guard, and they say he's a very good three-point shooter. What do you know about yeah, that? Yes, he is. He is. Okay. He's, he's okay, you know. Mm. Uh, Serge Ibaka to the Clippers from Toronto for two years for 19. Right. Uh, Marc Gasol ended up with the Lakers. I had like three different places he was going. Finally, he ended up with the Lakers. And no amount was given that I No, never I never got. did hear. What yeah, that's was. okay. It's not our money. We don't really care about that. Right. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, five years for 195 to stay in Utah. And he's a great player. We saw him in the playoffs. And remember all the stuff he was doing in the playoffs. And, you know, like Thursday afternoons, he'd be putting up 50 points and stuff. So people Yeah, I know. Uh, he did he yeah. deserved the Supermax contract, yes. And Baysmore, a one-year uh, for, for Golden State, and he was from Atlanta. I didn't get an amount on him. Uh, $2.25 million, one okay. year. Okay, uh, sort of a, a lower contract. Jason Tatum got rewarded five uh, years for $195 million from the Celtics. And that's, and, uh, that's also a Supermax deal, and he, he deserves that contract. I don't know. Yes. Do you know if Jalen Brown has a, is getting as much, or is he a, a, uh, no, a little No, he's less. not eligible yet. I don't Not think. yet. Uh, not yet. Well, he, he signed one last year. He signed one last year when his yeah. year came up, his third year. So yeah. he signed something, but I don't think it was as high as Jason Tatum's, which is fine because okay. he's the number two guy, and, uh, you know, uh, yeah. they'll work it out. Austin Rivers to the Knicks. Uh, from Houston, uh, yeah. Ed Davis from the Knicks to Minnesota, right. and Havel uh, McGee from the Lakers to Cleveland. Uh, that's JaVel McGee. JaVel yeah. McGee from the Lakers yeah. to Cleveland. And uh, and and uh, Houston signed Boogie Cousins. Yeah, oh, one-year deal. Yeah, one-year deal. You know, and, all, and also, Ricky Rubio went back to Minnesota, but I never did find out what uh, compensation uh, I think they got another some more. Oklahoma City got some more draft picks. And I okay. Think. Okay. And, but yeah, Boogie Cousins going to Houston. I think it's a it's a one year deal. So I mean, it's not you know he's been injury prone. So it's kind of like hey, if we if he's injured, we can you know we can get rid of him after one year. But if it works out, then we can keep him if we want to. Uh huh. So. Right. Brandon Ingram got a max deal with New Orleans 
for 195 yeah. million. Yep. And whatever happened with uh, Davis? Did he opt? Uh, did he stay with the Lakers? Well, uh, he, he he opted out of his contract, but I have not heard. He opted um, out, but he re, but he he opted out, but he resigned. They they got it all. Okay. They, okay. Uh, I haven't Bam heard Adab- what his contract details are. Though. I haven't heard exact details. Yeah. Bam Adebayo, uh, they've got the max contract. Uh, well, it's going to could be a max with Miami. It's 163 for five years. Could go to 195 with incentives. Right. So I think that's all the NBA stuff that I had. I think I we think got, so. I think we okay. pretty much covered it. I know De'Aaron Fox of Sacramento got a five one sixty three uh, max deal also. So. Uh, okay. That's another, that's another one. I'm that just we looking. Sold. We had some. I had to. Robert came up with, up with some last minute stuff, and I just want to make sure I don't miss anything that we might want to mention that's on this sheet. Uh, I guess. Uh, oh yeah, we mentioned the changes. Oh yeah, just the Columbus Blue Jackets. I guess we'll just throw that in here as a hockey thing. Uh, ended up with a bunch of people with the virus, even right. though they're not together. But they they did uh, happen. To, I guess they're keeping better track of some people or right. or whatever. Uh, let's see. Uh, baseball. We had a couple things. Robinson Cano was uh, was. So, you know, was suspended for PEDs, possibly out for uh, the. And he's, uh, he's, he's, he's out, out for the entire season. Right. Yeah. Now, the question I have is if we don't play a 162 game season, does he have to be out 162 games? Like they no, play no, it's he's just out for the season. Okay, whatever that season is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he's losing $24 million uh, by doing that. And then the but Dodgers he still has two and forty-eight left after that. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, the ironic thing about that is Seattle also has to pay the Mets a certain amount of, of uh, his contract. So actually, he loses out on twenty-eight million dollars this year. No, 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 no. It's twenty-four. The Mariners okay. pay three point seven five of that. Okay, then, okay, because the uh, New York people report uh, reported that they paid four. But okay, thank you, Perry. Okay, so, yeah. and then um, there was some reports on how bad the losing uh, of money was with the uh, you know the lesser without the crowds and so so for the Dodgers had to do some layoff and perhaps they'll no fans next year as we know so we'll have to see right. I guess Houston Chicago Cubs the Red Sox and Dodgers so therefore the you know teams that you'd expect to have more money finally did layoff they were among the last to do it I mean some of the teams started to lay people off right away right uh, the team the Dodgers lost a hundred million dollars <throat> last year even though they won the uh, the World Series three billion was lost by MLB mm-hmm. altogether, and Rob Manfred said if there's no fans, they could not do 162 games. So here we go again. Now, right. again, we're we're also seeing you know every for every bad headline we're getting, we're getting good headlines about the viruses. I mean about vaccines. Right. So it's possible that by March or April, real headway will have been brought. And it's going to be it's not going to be hey all fans are coming back on this day. It's going to be the kind of thing where in the states where it gets done efficiently and the, the outbreaks are, are held in abeyance now, like here in the, in the Northeast, I think. The states are going to be more prepared, probably, than some of the rural states and some of the bigger states geographically and stuff. You could see the fans come back and play in the Northeast faster in sports than you might see them in other parts of the country. That's just a, my gut feeling because right now uh, the Northeast is kind of mean. It's not good. It's going up, but it's it's going up at a slower rate in some other parts of the country. So in the NHL, Florida Panthers hired Gary Peters and as assistant general manager. He's in the first African American to have that title in the Actually, NHL. Actually, Chris, his name is Brett Peterson. Somebody reported his name wrong, so it's. Well, Gary Peters was a nice pitcher, and yeah. I guess that's why. I don't know. Okay. Don't ask me. So I think that's all that I had on any of those miscellaneous. Uh, also, for yet? baseball, no? Charlie Morton signed oh, a one-year right. deal with the Atlanta Braves, uh, so he'll fifteen million dollars. So he'll be a member of the Braves pitching staff this year. 
Okay, well, that's too bad for Tampa Bay because he, of course, was one of their really good pitchers, and I think he pitched the seventh game, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. They didn't know. Uh, oh, what's his name? The, the uh, Cy Young winner uh, uh, was taken Brett, out. Uh, Snell. Snell. Snell, yeah. He was Blake taken Snell. out. But, but yeah, but he did pitch one of the games in the series, and he's been a yeah. good pitcher for them. So I guess that's it for all the sports news, as far as I know. Anybody else got anything else, or we can move on to the poll nope. question? Let's go right. to the poll, poll question. question. They're, they're starting the ratings now, by the way. Yeah, that's what I'm getting right now, so... Uh, yeah. okay, if we can get Old those, uh, we will. All what? Right. All right. What was your most memorable Thanksgiving, some of your most sports moments, uh, Thanksgiving weekend? Go ahead with Chris. Okay. Well, I kind of <laughs> didn't even think about the fact that you might ask this question, but a couple of weeks ago I mentioned a couple of them. Uh, the, the game, uh, both in 1984, uh, Thanksgiving Day was the 22nd of November, and that day the Patriots played the Cowboys. And, ah, we never win these games, uh, you know, these big national football games. And they didn't. The Patriots lost by, like, a touchdown, or they had a chance to come down the field and they couldn't get it done. I don't remember if it was Eastern or Grove. But they couldn't get it done. I said, we never win anything like this. Well, the next day, there was, of course, a pass from um, Flutie to Gerard Phelan uh, to win that game. And, of course, it really, it wasn't, you know, they weren't going to win a national championship. But this was a great BC team beating another really good team with Miami. And so it was a game you just finally got a got a big win like that, went on to the Cotton Bowl and beat Houston. And, you know, I think they ended up with the fourth rank four in the, at the end of the year once all the bowls were over and everything. So it wasn't like maybe it was number seven beating number 10 or something like that. You know, they were in the top 10 but they weren't, it wasn't a national championship game, but it was 47, 45. I mean, it was a wonderful, crazy game back and forth, back and forth in the orange ball. So that was one. And the other thing, just to, just to mention it, because we're not going to have them on Thursday college. Uh, I mean, high school football, that's a big day here for high school football, all the rivalry games. And, uh, you know, I've been to a few of those uh, Braintree Milton games and things like that uh, when I was going to high, high school in Braintree. And it's sad that we can't do it. We didn't have any uh, fall fourth, I guess, here in Massachusetts. Uh, you know, it's not a big money maker like it is in other parts of the country. So they didn't. And we just fin- we finished our high school season last week. And yeah, we, haven't well, even, we haven't even started ours in but California. They usually, yeah. Ours goes on in uh, We might have it in the spring, they said. We might have it in the spring. And again, with the virus uh, and the vaccine, that's maybe more plausible than uh, than we think. But we, we don't know, you know, too far away. You know, nothing's a done deal for anything with this, as we know. But no no high school football on, on Thursday. Kind of kind of sad. But, hey, it, it, they've been trying to say about people not traveling and stuff. It's not like, you know, we've got a lot of Thanksgiving memories, and we will have Thanksgivings in the future. So just cool it this year and, and take it easy. Yeah. And that's kind of what they have to do. Okay, who's next? Perry? Perry, yeah. You know, here we don't have a lot of pro sport, uh, you know, football and basketball and stuff like that. So, I mean, you kind of have to go to the colleges and such, which you used to have a lot of Iowa-Minnesota games, and they had a lot of back-and-forth games in the 80s and in uh, in th- on Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, UNI football, of course, has had a lot of good playoff wins over the years on Thanksgiving weekend. And, uh, of course, you got to mention on Thanksgiving Day, of course, the biggest one that a lot of people will remember is, of course, the Dallas game where Leon let – uh, fumble the ball. You know how they, they used to yep. say, Leon, let the ball. That was alone. in 95, I believe. It was. Yeah. Yep. And Jerry, I oh, do see your hand, so we'll get to you as we as we go. There's another one, thinking of Dallas, they talk about, and I remember that Clint Longley came in in 1974 and played. I forget what the situation. That year, Dallas didn't make playoffs for the first time in many years, and I forget what the, who had gotten hurt or what. Roger what Stallback had got, Roger got hurt. Stallback, I think, had gotten hurt. And he came in and he uh, beat whoever, Washington or whoever the team was, was they were playing. I think it was Washington. So, yeah, yeah. that was that was a, a big, uh, one of the historic games. That'll be mentioned, uh, you know, they'll probably show some footage. One of the cool things about Thanksgiving, because everybody's kind of laid back and just watching TV, part of that uh, Fox broadcast, they'll probably talk, they'll show the Leon Let fumble, and they'll probably show a little of the Clint Longley stuff, because 
because uh, I think I would think so. People remember, you know? Yeah, no. Uh, matter of fact, that was the one I was going to mention, Chris, the Clint Longley, because I was actually well, in the hospital on on Thanksgiving Day that year, recovering from uh, surgery, and uh, uh, you know, uh, here, here Dallas starts this quarterback that nobody ever heard of, and or he yep. came in, he came in, came yeah. in, and, and nobody ever heard of him, and he ended up uh, winning the game, and of course he didn't do anything else in his NFL nope. career, so he'll always be remembered for that. That's right, and I think uh, so. Yeah, I think it's your turn. So you got any other Thanksgiving yeah, memories, Robert? Yeah. Um, uh, no, that was that was the one that I can remember the most because I was so frustrated. Uh, being stuck in the hospital, and I'm like, well, hell, how am I going to enjoy anything? And and uh, that turned out to be a very. Did they have good turkey in the hospital. That's the question. <laughs> uh, I don't think so because I don't remember <laughs> it. So okay. anyway, no, uh, we can go on to any callers or. Oh, oh we got Sean, Bill. Sean, Bill, oh, and we got Sean. Bill and we got Bill and and then we'll, we'll, what I'm gonna I'm gonna call an audible after Bill. Let's go to a couple of callers and yeah, I'll get mine after the callers here. Go ahead and skip me because I've been busy working on a, okay. a project okay. here. Right. So go ahead and oh, all right. Let's well, you do want the caller. So I'll do some, yeah, some call. Jerry, I think you said. Jerry, if you want to unmute yourself, we will hear you. Okay, I've had a lot of memorable thanks. You know, uh, uh, nothing like it was the year, like I told you guys last week. It was the year I went with my brother to the North Catholic uh, uh, Frankfurt game and I got to hear that on WHYY and I remember my dad and I used to look forward to the Army Navy game. A lot of years the Army Navy game used to be the Saturday after Thanksgiving, like in in, uh, in Philadelphia, yeah. Yeah, in Philadelphia. And Friday night they used to televise locally the Army and Navy Glee Club singing. Oh, cool. And we always enjoyed that. That was on Channel 6. Every, uh, oh, they, they would preempt the ABC shows. You know, there was no UHF or anything like that yep. back then. And people really enjoyed, uh, really enjoyed hearing that. And I used to wish it was nationally televised. But I can remember even as far back as uh, watching the Army Navy Army Navy game with my dad with Lindsey Nelson and Red Grange. Broadcast. Oh yeah, that was in the fifty fifty seven fifty eight. That's when they when they were announcing for uh, yep. NBC. That's right. And uh, of course, and whoever the big announcers because at that time that was the big game. I mean, it wasn't always. And Army and Navy were good teams. You had yep. Joe Bellino for the for Navy who won the Heisman Trophy. Guy from Winchester, Massachusetts. You had guys going back for Army. You know, and the uh, Red Blake was the coach and a fam- you know famous coach. The lone some in. They had a, uh, this guy, Bill Carpenter, was way off by himself on the side. And, you know, Army and Navy were really uh, good teams coming out of, certainly in the 40s, but then all the way up. And, and it was a, a good game. And I remember they played, there was a big discussion in 1963, you'll remember this, Jerry, whether they should play that game. And they said, no, JFK would have wanted them to play that game. And they did play it. And it was a great game. Staubach one uh, led Navy to a victory. And it was a really close game with Army in 63. So there's another Army Navy memory. That's not Jerry. Any other callers? Or no, we don't have any. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sean. All right. After we do that, I have the unveiling after the, I share mine. So, all right. Okay. Mine. Some of my biggest one. I always think of the, the holiday basketball tournaments. We mentioned the Maui oh, yeah. tournament and the NIT. I mean, just all those because it showed college basketball back to Great Alaska. Back yeah, in the I day, it was the Great Alaska shootout yep. was the big one. Uh, but the preseason NIT that came along, the Maui one, uh, just, yeah. I mean, those. I think of 1984, the past, the, the Boston College-Miami game, 
was just a good one. Uh, all of the Texas-Texas A&M rivalries, it used to be on Thanksgiving Day, then Thanksgiving night, then yep. A&M went on probation. They couldn't be on TV in 94, so it got moved to a Saturday. Then they put it the day after Thanksgiving. Then in 08, moved it back to Thanksgiving night, and, of course, went all the way till Texas A&M went to the SEC. But the biggest memory for me was the last time they played, 2011, Justin Tucker, Baltimore Raven, right. goes down kick the field goal to win it for Texas the last time they ever played. And I always think of the Dave South call of it. And Dave South <laughs> like, oh, the kick's up, and oh, they won. Yeah. Oh, like, he didn't say no, we lose, they won. They won. Oh, this uh-huh. is a letdown. We lost, they won. But the yeah. Dave yep. South call of that one, that's probably one of my – I mean, it's recent, but it stands out because it's the last time – these two teams have played. They've talked about it, but then, you know, they're like, oh, we're in different conferences, you know, excuses, excuses, yeah. whatever. But, you know. Well, one memory I have of Texas, Texas A&M is in 63, and another, you know, because it's such, and this Thanksgiving is going to be a little like that Thanksgiving because so many people can't get together and do the things they want to do. And that Thanksgiving, hey, it was Thanksgiving, but it was somber because it was the Friday, the yeah. Friday before it had been the assassination. But what they did was Johnson wanted to make a speech on Thanksgiving Day. He had spoken to Congress the day before, but he wanted to speak the American people, you know, from the White House on Thanksgiving. What he wanted to do was do it at halftime of the Texas-Texas A&M game. So all the other networks, uh, I don't remember who had it, which network had it, but the other two networks had to just preempt whatever they were doing, which wasn't much, you know, because you didn't have all the pro games yet. The Lions were over. They played the Texas A&M game at 3 or 4 in the afternoon, so that was okay. Yeah. But he just did the speech for halftime. It was about a 15-minute speech, so that was fine. And then he just went back. Uh, we, we went back to the ball game. And so you never see something like that, but that was that's how he did it. All if you right. do have the ratings well, in, I can tell you yes, that uh, Sean will give you the top five in a second. Iowa is rated 24. Uh, for our Iowa listeners, Iowa State is 13th. Okay. All right. Now let me give you your top 10. All right. Number 10 is Miami. Number 9 is Georgia. Number 8, Northwestern. Okay. Number 7, Cincinnati. Number 6, Florida. Number 5, Texas A&M. Number four, this one kind of surprised me that they that they fell. Uh, Ohio State is number four. Mm. Clemson, three. Notre Dame, two. And Alabama, number one. I'm surprised that they had uh, Ohio State at four, but like they're saying it's number of games right now. Even though Clemson has a, has a loss, they're still putting them ahead of Ohio State. So, Well, it's interesting. Yeah. If you look at that, and you always look at the top four now that we're getting close to the playoffs, and you look at that and you say, hey, that's a typical playoff, you know, oh, Notre Dame, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. Yeah, sounds about right. They're usually but the teams that are Florida's there. right there. Now, Texas A&M, Alabama would have to lose, and Florida would have to maybe lose. Texas A&M's right there at five. It would have to be one of those where maybe, oh, Florida beats Alabama, but they have a loss to some, somewhere else for Texas A&M. And Cincinnati, if one yep. of these teams slips up again, let's say a Northwestern beats Ohio State, yep. do they pull? Do they take a chance on a Cincinnati this year? You know, or, right. and once again, no big twelve or Pac twelve teams in the top ten of this year. Mm-hmm. And yep. Cincinnati, it's helping them. They have teams like Tulsa ranked at twenty five, SMU's in there, so that's helping their case. But uh, BYU, of course, strength of schedule, they're all the way down at number uh, number. 14, I think. Yeah. Yep. They're, okay. They're down there. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it. The, these first rankings are always the interesting ones because, like I said, sometimes it's, okay, Who's who's got a big matchup coming up pretty soon? You yep. know, that's what when, they want to hype up. Number one, and Alabama-Auburn, like you said, number one, Alabama. Well, they knew they were going to be number one, but. Yeah, well, and you've got later, you know, you've got potential championship games of, you know, like you say, Ohio State, Northwestern, uh, Clemson, Notre Dame. But Miami's in 
the mix for that game too. So you know, see what happens. Yeah, they're in, yeah, they're in the mix for it. They're at number ten, uh, and then you know now they have a lot of stuff has to happen for Miami to jump back into it. You got Cincinnati's got to lose a game. Texas A and M's got to lose to one of these teams they have coming up. Uh, for, you know, Miami's got a bunch to get back in. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, but they still got a couple. You know, this isn't normally if this came out and uh, by around Thanksgiving you got like one more week of games. Well, you got about three or four more weeks of games before. Yeah, you get this to is basically the same as the. Beginning of November, yeah, first first November, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's the same as that one. But so, but we have that. So, Steve. That's why, and that's another reason to tune in these next few weeks. You get it unveiled. That's right. <laughs> oh, here's that's another right. bulletin. Oh, uh, Bill, go ahead. Bulletin, real quick. Minnesota Wisconsin game on Saturday canceled. Okay. So Wisconsin's in that territory. So Wisconsin, that is, so Wisconsin that is in L. They probably weren't going anyway, yep. but now they're ineligible for the championship. Yeah, and right. they, 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 you know, boy, they got to play one game and then they're out again. And now, is this? Do you know if the uh, outbreak is on Minnesota or Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Wisconsin okay, again. so they're having problems again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. We got anything more before we go into the? We do uh, not. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. No. Okay. Yep. And the first one, uh, Robert, get get your uh, vocal cords yep. ready. We're going to talk yep. about Juan Roldan, yep. sixty-three years old, a middleweight contender. Never won the uh, the uh, championship. He died of the uh, virus. He's from Argentina. Is uh, in, he uh, fought from nineteen seventy-eight to nineteen eighty-eight. Boxing career. Uh, his uh, record was sixty-seven five and two, uh, forty-seven knockouts. And he uh, was knocked out uh, on his uh, title fight uh, by uh, Frank the uh, Animal Fletcher on, on October 11th of 83. He uh, lost to Hagler on 3 of uh, 30, 84, Marvin Hagler. And then uh, that was a TKO in the 10th round. And to Thomas Hearns yeah, on 10-29-87, a fourth-round knockout. And uh, Michael Nunn in... Uh, 411-88 was his last fight uh, in the eighth round, and he lost that one too. And so he lost. He was in the championship a lot, but didn't yeah. get, didn't get there. No, he uh, he was a good fighter, but uh, uh, just like a few weeks ago when we talked about somebody else who had died, um, boxing is one of these sports where um, it's proven very early on whether you are championship material or not and uh there are some fighters and juan rodan falls into this category very good for tv entertaining fights but when he reached a certain level of of competition he just couldn't he just couldn't get it done we had a lot of guys like that in the heavyweight division in the 60s like jimmy ellis he was always fighting these guys and and, you know just never never could beat ali he couldn't beat frazier you know whatever he he was the 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 three or four is what they were you know exactly okay fred morrison 94 years old uh, uh, in college football, he played at Ohio State from forty-seven through <laughs> fifty. He was the uh, Rose Bowl. Well, you know that's misleading. You know they just played the one game in nineteen fifty, the Rose Bowl, and uh, they uh, he is in the Rose Bowl Hall of Fame because he was the outstanding player in the Rose Bowl game because uh, they beat uh, Cal that day. Uh, he was the tenth pick in the nineteen fifty draft draft by the Bears. He played for the Bears from fifty through fifty-three, Cleveland fifty-three through fifty-six. He had eighty-four games he played in, started thirty-six of them, two thousand. 420 rushing yards, 12 rushing touchdowns, 720 receiving, 721 receiving yards, and two receiving touchdowns, and two rushing touchdowns in the playoffs. That would have been with the Browns. Bears weren't making the playoffs. Was also a punter, and then he uh, and a kick returner, and then he uh, he uh, was a 
coordinator and GM for the uh, uh, oh the C- uh, chief operating officer and GM for the LA Express in the world uh, football in the USFL, USFL. then the USFL. Southern Cal uh, Sun in the WFL, and the and he ad- advocated for uh, players' rights for the retired players, and uh, he died of complications from a broken hip. So that was uh, him, and so he was out of football for quite a long time. But then uh, went in, went into the, some of the newer leagues. Walt Davis, 89 years old, Texas A&M. He played. He was a high jumper and a center in the basketball team at Texas A&M, and he won uh, uh, he won uh, the high jump for A&M in the NCAA and the gold medal in '52 in Helsinki for the United States in high jump. Then he went to the NBA, played with the Philadelphia Warriors as a backup center for '53 through '58. Then he left uh, during the '58 season, went to the Hawks, St. Louis Hawks in '58. He won two championships, one with the Warriors in '56 and one with the St. Louis Hawks in '58. He was the backup center, uh, 1,500. 158 points. He played 1,397 rebounds, 231 assists, and uh, played in 125 games. So he didn't play a whole lot in any of those uh, stints. Uh, Glenn Ezel, 76, uh, for the Mets. Uh, he played in the minor league system of the Mets. He was a catcher. Mets, Minnesota, San Francisco, San Diego from 66 or 74, and then 77. He was a catcher. As I said, no, ma- no major league experience. He coached for Texas in 83 through 85, Kansas City 89 through 94, Detroit 96, Tampa Bay in 01 and 02, and then uh, he managed in the Pittsburgh minor league system, San Diego, Toronto, Oakland, and Kansas City, and Detroit. And then uh, in Detroit, uh, for 13 seasons, he was a minor league manager. And then uh, he was the instructional coordinator in Detroit from 03, and then uh, player development from 06 to 10, and then he was asked to step down. But he's what they used to always say, a good baseball man. You know, they always talk about these guys, and they hang around for a long time, even though they may not really make uh, make the majors. But Jake Scott, here's our biggest name of the week, 75 years old. Uh, in uh, college football, he played for Georgia in 67. He had six interceptions, and in 68, he had 10 interceptions, and they were school record in 10 until 1982. He had 315 interception uh, return yards, uh, the most in Georgia, uh, and the most interceptions, as I said. And then uh, he played for the CFL, for the British Columbia Lions, and, and then in 69, then went to the Dolphins, Miami, 70 through 75, and the Washington uh, uh, Washington football team. Well, we can't say the Redskins because that's what they were then. That's yeah. history. 76 through 78 for Washington. Then the Super Bowl. Uh, he he was uh, won Super Bowl seven and Super Bowl eight. So again, he was one of the, and he uh, was the undefeated MVP. Dolphins. He was the MVP in Super Bowl seven. Yes, yes, he was. 126 starts, 49 in the NFL, 49 interceptions, 5,551 return yards, uh, and then he recovered. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, 13 recovered fumbles and uh, 35 uh, returned uh, one and uh, he returned one punt for a touchdown. Uh, and let's see if there's any more in Jake Scott. I'm not sure because uh, he changed pages on it. Uh, Jake Scott continued, yes, the College Hall of Fame in 2011 and the Miami Dolphins role of honor in 2010 and 12 playoff games with five interceptions and three recovered fumbles. And he uh, died of head injuries, f- suffered in a fall. Paul Schreiber, and I haven't heard of this guy, this umpire. I don't remember him. 54, and he's been around a long time. And, but uh, he didn't do that much of the postseason, but I should still remember him. Uh, he was only 54 years old. He came into the majors uh, 606-97 and the NL. And then, of course, they were coming. But that was, he was in the NL from 97 to 99, MLB from 2000 through 2015. Two all-star games, 
uh, let's see, uh, how many divisions? Four division uh, series uh, and died after a brief illness, but he never made the World Series. So do you remember, Perry, you follow these guys. Do you remember him very much? I, I remember him a little bit, but I guess the good thing is if you don't hear much about him, maybe yeah. he was pretty decent. Right. Normally, guess, that, normally, the, normally the ones that you hear about are like the Angel Hernandez who are bad. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know the referee's name, the official name, they're doing their job. Oh, yeah, That's he correct. didn't make the World Series, so I don't know how that works. But anyway, he uh, he he did die, and uh, but he did last... a lot of he did a lot of National League stuff. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Then we have Ken Schinkel, eighty-seven years old. He was a right wing hockey player, and he started in the professional hockey in fifty-two in the AHL. Came finally to the Rangers in fifty-nine. Remember, we only had six teams, so it was hard to get in. Fifty-nine through sixty-seven for the Rangers. Then he went to the Pittsburgh Penguins in the expansion draft. An original Penguin, sixty-seven through seventy-three. Uh, he had five hundred seventy-six uh, points in the AHL and uh, six hundred thirty-six in the NHL. In the NHL, one hundred twenty-seven. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, I, I don't have. I think, uh, I think it was one hundred twenty-seven goals, Chris. Yeah. Okay. And. Uh, 356 assists, I guess. And uh, then he replaced Red Kelly as the coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins on 113.73, so that he stopped playing. Uh, off and on, Penguin coach from 73 through 77 and did the full season in 76-77. Then the front office from 74 through 89 with the Penguins, assistant GM and director of scouting in the, at various points. He played in two all-star games, uh, 68 and 69, but he was named in 71, but he was out with an injury, so he did play in that game and its coaching record was 83 92 and 28 for a 478 percentage and that is it uh he was also responsible for uh one of the people drafting mario lemieux true. so true um, he did in 84 yeah, yeah. all right uh before we get before we get off of hockey one other note i forgot to mention earlier jake debrus uh, signed up for two more years to be with the Bruins, three point six million. So Good. there you go. There you go, Sean. Take it home. Okay, I need to make one clarification. Hold on, guys, Bill. Just one quick clarification. That was Minnesota that caused the problem. The game was played in Wisconsin, but Minnesota's had a severe outbreak of COVID nineteen. Oh, okay. So okay, so it's not Wisconsin. Make... That is not, that is not a surprise, Bill, because Minnesota, um, their state, a lot of their state is being shut down because there's a lot of like youth hockey and college hockey, and a lot of those teams are, have been shut down through at least December 10th. Well, you so, wonder, you wonder with the, with the people complaining about the bad call that got Minnesota that win, if they say, yeah, serves it right. <laughs> Very well could be. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Sean. Go ahead, Sean. All right. Well, first of all, we do want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Like I said, I know it's going to be a little different. Our, our group is kind of cut in half from what it normally would be. Uh, on Thanksgiving, I don't know, some are even more, especially in higher outbreak areas. Uh, but, you know, tell all your friends if they, you know, hey, they want something to do on Thanksgiving Day, encourage them to download the podcast. They can download it, legendoldies.com. Type in Sports Lounge Live in their podcaster. They can have it delivered. They can tell their smart device to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts or go to 773 572 3006, option number nine. And hey, the Sports Times Live podcast or the live is always a good Christmas gift for a family or friend. Remember that as we come up on the holiday season. (laughs) That's right. It's a good Black Friday thing to do. You know, it's better than any gift card or. Absolutely. uh, 
anything like that. Any because this is the gift that gives every week, every Tuesday night. So we will definitely see you next Tuesday. And yep. Yes. Okay. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving.